Hi there, Jim Meskimen, and it's the Jim Meskimen Podcast on this day of October 5th, 2014. A, an inconceivable date for me. 2014. I just can't get my wits around it. But of course, numbers are just a kind of a symbol, aren't they? Wow. Well, other profundities lie ahead. Hey, uh, I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you had a great week. I hope you've been finding opportunities to become creative. I've been on a little bit of a creative binge, a uh, little bit small and, and hard to justify. And that's perhaps the biggest barrier to creative binges. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer that you should follow your creative impulses. And, and even if you don't have a creative impulse, you should find one, dig one up, copy one, originate one, counterfeit one, you know, just, just make it happen. But that being said, I do, too, get into the state where uh, I'm off creating something that uh, no one has ever seen, no one's ever thought of before, perhaps. It's a new spin on something, or it's something that I don't even know. I'm going down a path, and it's very much like uh, going down a little uh, you know, forest trail that you've never gone down before. And then uh, you, know, you go, well, maybe I'm just going to get stopped here, or maybe it's going to get too dark, or maybe it's going to be, uh, maybe I'm going to be eaten by something. <laughs> it could happen. Um, I think that that's the same sound that Bullwinkle's thing made when he pulled it out of the hat. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Ruffle up my sleeve. <laughs> oh, I forgot the presto. Anyway, but uh, so I find myself. Do you ever find yourself uh, down the path and, and creating something and, and then you stop for just a millisecond and go, am I wasting my time? Am I going to am I going to just wind up at a dead end or is someone going to say, oh, that sucks. And then you feel, oh, I, maybe I should stop here. And uh, I usually find that that's uh, some kind of mistake. A couple of things that are good that I always sort of steer myself by is if you have a creative impulse, follow it, which I just said. And the second one is if you can possibly stick to your original idea. That's a good one. And I've been having a lot of trouble with that lately. Uh, I get, I'm working on some paintings, as I alluded to, I think, in earlier podcasts. And no one's really seen them and... Uh, or not seen them in person anyway. There, you can see some of them in the background of my uh, How to Do Impressions videos. I, I placed them up there, and I don't really mention much about it, but they just look sort of pretty, and I thought it would make a nice background. Uh, if you watch enough of those uh, videos, you'll see that the paintings are changing quite a lot. They're going through all kinds of... Uh, you know, I'm just sort of messing around with this stuff, and, and I really... I, I've strayed from my original idea, very far off the path, and I, you know, I'm getting into that very insecure phase where I'm like, wow, I have 15 or so paintings in various stages of production, and I don't know if it's worth doing at all. It may be a complete drain on my resources and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, as I state those to you now and uh, hear my, my own voice saying that nonsense, I realize it's not worth paying attention to. One should follow one's creative impulses, follow them down the road, and it's almost not ours to judge, we as the artists, uh, whether it's worthwhile or not. However, there was a project that... Um, was very easy to do uh, a few years back in about 2004, going back now, because it is the, uh, it's the 15th anniversary of uh, Jib Jab Media. And uh, I've, I have not been with them since the very beginning, but uh, darn near. They moved out here, two brothers, Greg and Evan Spiridellis, dear friends of mine now. And uh, we, actually, we became fast friends, I think, on the day we met. We were introduced by a, a mutual friend, uh, a very uh, successful uh, entertainment attorney named Ken Hertz, who I went to junior high school with. And so I've, he's seen me at my best, and I've seen him at his very best. Anyway, he said one day to me, you should meet these guys. And to these guys, he said, you should meet this guy. 
and uh, Jib Jab and I got together. And uh, at the time, they were squatting in a. Uh, man, they were working, but they were uh, basically their, their digs were very modest. They they were out in uh, I think Redondo Beach area in a big complex, a small office. They were. Uh, you know, it was sort of their office. It was their storage area. It was a place where they had a couple, two, three dogs and maybe one assistant that came in part-time, I think, and uh, and just them and a couple of computers and, and a lot of dreams and a lot of ideas and a lot of things involving farting, farting noises, fart jokes, fart toys, insult things and, and you know, what you would call uh, you know, sort of, you know, not the most sophisticated merchandise in the world. <laughs> but yeah, but they also, I noticed, were, were really pretty incredible artists. Uh, actually, Evan is the artist, and his brother is an artist also. Greg is an artist of business, and he's quite skilled business artist. So that was like 15 years ago or or so, 14, between 14 and 15 years ago. And uh, we were like, yeah, yeah, hey, you know, and uh, I, I got along with them on different levels because I'm also an artist, and and I like, I like to fart uh, whenever I can. Uh, and so we got on well. And... Um, they came to me, first of all, with, I don't know, just little jobs, little recording things for toys and little things that uh, didn't involve impressions too much. And then we did this thing together. They said, well, Arnold, this is back back in American history. If you look, children probably have this in their American history books. Arnold Schwarzenegger ran for the governor of governorship of California in a recall election. And leading up to that recall election, uh, the Jib Jab guys created uh, the idea of, well, we should do this video, Arnold for President. It was not a song. It was just a kind of a really kind of down and dirty animation, uh, you know, the the same sort of photo animation, cutout animation that they later did for a lot of their big viral hits. And they said, can you do Arnold Schwarzenegger in this thing? And I said, absolutely. And so I came down and I think we recorded right there in their funny little, or maybe down the hall and you know, somebody else had a booth or something and we recorded it. And then they, you know, it took about a month to animate it, I think, and then they released it and you know, it was a good choice because it was very au courant and, and, and Schwarzenegger was going to run and this recall election was getting a lot of press. And they said, oh, my God, you know, we got we got a lot of hits on this thing. We're watching the viewership on, I think, I guess it was YouTube. And um, and they must have got picked up by some media outlets. Anyway, 70,000, I, I seem to remember, the, the huge astronomical figure of 70,000 views. And that was very, you know, like, that was impressive in 2004. That was like, hey, you know, two guys out of the shoot, and I'd never had anything on YouTube, I don't think, at that point. So we're like, oh, that's cool. Hey, that's kind of cool, you know? Didn't mean too much, but it was like, well, you know, it's something to talk about. And then uh, just a little while later, they, they came to me and said, hey, we're going to do um, something for the 2004 election uh, with George Bush and John Kerry. Can you can you imitate John Kerry? And I thought for five seconds and this thought, I guess so. I mean, I listened to him, and I, I think I can, you know? It's I think I can get down there just... He's going to be singing anyway. So so we recorded the This Land uh, singing tracks. First I did George Bush, I think, and then we went through and did a pass with John Kerry. I also do Bill Clinton. What I do? And uh, also uh, a Native American who had basically imitated Chief Dan George, who I was respected as an actor back when I was growing up, when I was small. And then also Schwarzenegger made another appearance in it. So I did five voices. And then they animated it, and that one really went off the chain. And it was uh, recently in an article in the in the New York Times referred to as one of the early uh, broadband viral hits, one of the first uh, viral 
videos. And I remember I was uh, on a ship in the Caribbean, and I got an email from Greg or Evan, I don't remember who, and they said, uh, dude, we, we're, we're slammed. Our, our servers are crashed. And I, I didn't know what a server was, but I kind of gleaned that that meant we were successful. And I think this land went on to propel them into the spotlight for sure. I made a lot of friends and because uh, my name was on it. And, I, you know, it was very exciting. I was answering little comments for, for days, it seemed like, just typing away and saying, hey, thank you, 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 thank you. And, and, uh, and I've continued to work with them ever since. I think they got something like in the neighborhood of eight, over 80 million views, which is, no, that's a real viral. That's real virality. So uh, I was very uh, chuffed by that, very pleased and proud and, uh, and, and honored that, uh, you know, we got that notice. And there was a little controversy at the time, if you remember, about the, from the Woody Guthrie estate, like, is this parody? Isn't this parody? Are you using this? And I think, you know, it's, it's like any time something's successful, people go, oh, there must be money there. Let's see if we can irritate them enough so that they will throw some of that money at us. Anyways, I recall it just helped. You know, it was, it was a parody, obviously. <laughs> Woody Guthrie was not writing about um, the 2004 election. And uh, it it just helped buoy everything along. And, of course, the the brothers got on The Tonight Show and uh, everything else, and it all all went crazy. So it's kind of cool. And then I continued to work for Jib Jab, mostly in their year-in-review kind of, um, you know, every year they put up what they call a tentpole sort of year-in-review animated video and uh, ever since 2005 here's a selection come gather around dick condi scooter and rove it's time to get packing we must hit the road but there's war and recession and bad mortgage loans and our legacy needs saving so forget he's a jackass who's liberally prone oh it's time for some campaigning President, Mr. President, Mr. President, you've had quite a year. Can you tell us what you're thinking as it draws to a close? With hurricanes and terrorists, it's been hard to just get by. Here's hoping the year 206 turns out better than 205. Well, Kim Jong is throwing fits and the shuttle's on the fritz. Searching intifada brewing in the Gaza Strip. All the deficits are rising and for Europe hates my guts. And industrial America is going bankrupt. There is a great sense of urgency. We've got to squash the insurgency. My approval rating's in a dive. Hope it's not another year like 205. This land was my land. But now it's our land. From California to the New York Island. What I do? I'm the liberal wieners. To the right wing nut jobs. This land belongs. This land belongs. This land belongs to you and me. Yeah. Oh, and Dick Cheney, too. Jib-jab. So I only bring it up because isn't it interesting how, you know, a small creative thing like a couple of guys saying, hey, let's do some sort of a parody video. Let's do some sort of a you know, fun thing and, 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 you know, let's not be too sophisticated. Let's just make people laugh and... and it's amazing how that can appeal to the public and have, you know, international, true international appeal and also influence the fortunes of the people involved. So, you know, it was, I was very grateful. I want to put a special shout out and thank you to Jib Jab Media. Thank you, Greg, my dear friends, Greg and Evan Spiridellis, who I love, and I will work for you anytime. You guys are great. You're wonderful entrepreneurs. You've got a lot of heart, and, uh, and you're moving away from the farts, which is great. 
because, you know, there is such a thing as too much wind in your sails. Here's something else I found. I'm here with Marty Dordenauer. Marty, uh, you've had a change in your career, and you are weathering weathering the economy. You had a you were very highly placed as a corporate jester, and uh, you worked in a big financial firm until very recently. And you were one of the best. You were called uh, the, the lighthearted, uh, funny guy yeah, in yeah, Motley. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you are now uh, out on your own. Now, those years you worked for, uh, what was the name of the big uh, corporate client that you had that you worked for so many years? Splitster Gray. Splitster Gray, of course, we know that from, geez, reading the Wall Street Journal uh-huh. forever. Splitster Gray had to handle billions and billions of dollars of assets. So those corporate execs, those guys at the top, were they tense? They certainly were tense. They uh, were very tense. Their day would start at 5.30 a.m. Oh, uh, there was always a competitive atmosphere. Who's going to get into the, to the office first? And because of that, uh, sometimes I'd have to get in there at 5.15 and a long, long, tense days. And a lot of, you know, a lot of gesturing on my part. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people think that the day of the gesture had long passed, that uh, it went out with the benevolent monarchy. Right. Uh, but how did you stumble into getting this fantastic position? Well, I stumbled into it because I, too, myself have come from the world of high finance. Uh, and I'm, I, I know the, the lingo. I know, mm. uh, I know the lexicon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I've, I, I graduated with a master's degree. Well, that's a lot different than entertaining these guys and really bringing them uh, into a, uh, you know, a better spirit. I still very much entertain them. Uh, don't get me wrong. But what, uh, it's, a, it's a level of humor uh, that they purely understand uh, and and mainly only uh, understand mm. uh, you know the layman won't get some of the jokes and mm. and, and some of them are really hilarious and mm-hmm. I, I you know I would really crack them up mm-hmm. can you can you remember any of those gags that you used well, to Well there pull? were many verbal gags mm-hmm. or very written jokes which were lovely but then I would also pantomime act out mm-hmm. uh, corporate oh, takeovers I would uh, mm. act out uh, acquisitions of different companies mm-hmm. uh and that always made them very entertaining. For example, there was one wonderful joke having to do with mutual funds, mm-hmm. and uh, that re- seems like something ripe for uh, for some really uh, raucous material, right raucous there. Raucous material, right oh. there. Now, remember that uh, these uh, jokes were told with me wearing a, a, a red and blue and green uh, jumper uh-huh. uh, with uh, slippers with bells on the end of them uh-huh. and, and a funny little cockeyed hat. Uh-huh. Now you're you're wearing something sort of similar. It's a little more paled down. It's a little more muted, but. And it's a three-piece jumper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and those are beautiful cufflinks you're wearing there. But I can see that's got a kind of a playful. And your wingtips, they do curl up there at the end. They certainly you know, do. Th- those are little bells. There. And, uh, and, uh, and you know, the joke would go, uh, so did you hear about the uh, reserve fund that the Chinese company has on the offshore? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then naturally someone would say, of course we had, because their mutual fund reserve was uh, plus minus uh, factoring in the gold standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. See, now, that, that is truly something that the layman would stand outside and say, well, I that wouldn't lift my spirits at all. That would just That's like stuff I hear on uh, AM radio about, uh, you know, where the stock is going, mm. where the stock market is going, the Dow Jones. It's all uh, gobbledygook to me. But uh, oh, I'd have them crying. The top, I would it, have them crying really. and smashing their fists, their palms on the boardroom table with that. Now, of course, lately you've been doing some pro bono work uh, since you're not employed anymore, going to some of the, uh, some of the white-collar uh, prisons and uh, entertaining some of those executives that are now 
now serving serving long sentences. Exactly right. Crime. The uh, I have gone and visited a lot of the, the my perp walk friends, mm-hmm. as you could say, mm-hmm. and I've tried to lift their spirits as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Are they, they laughing still? They uh, still they, funny they, they find it funny, mm-hmm. but a lot of times. Frankly, some of the jokes and some of the gesturing I did was at their expense. Uh, many, I did many, many jokes mm, about sure. uh, Ponzi schemes. Oh well, that's a that's a grand old tradition of gesturing. Is that sure. you, you poke, poke holes in the balloon and and they sure. they they have to take it, you know, and they, they enjoy it because <laughs> right. you're the only one, I guess, that would tell them the truth. Uh-huh. Well, uh, listen, I, I'm sure that you've got a lot on your plate right now. Well, There's yes, a lot of I gesturing to do. do. You're working with uh, government agencies now and right. also the Internal Revenue Service. Internal Revenue Service, and uh, I've branched. Out uh, uh, starting now, uh, I'm also going to be a, uh, a town crier. Oh, well, now there's another thing that we thought went away with, uh, gosh, went away with a town crier, went right. away with a jester. But, but you'll find that many of the high upscale communities would prefer to have a town crier mm-hmm. uh, than to get some of their trading quips uh, from the Wall Street Journal. So I go around to these high Tony neighborhoods mm-hmm. and I talk about dividends and bond trading. Well, folks, if you hear a bell out there on the street, it may not be the ice cream man. It might be our friend here who's uh, become the town crier. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Well, I should say something about the impression guys. Okay, I've been, I've been emphasizing the fact that you should watch the impression guys, which is still true. And we do have six episodes live on Soul Pancake. I hope you'll watch them all. Uh, they're twenty-two minutes long, though, so it's like watching a half a season of uh, Modern Family or um, Who Stirred the Soup. To uh, quote Rob Paulson, that's Rob Paulson, the great animation uh, voiceover actor. Rob Paulson's go-to name of any stupid sitcom, Who Stirred the Soup, which is great. Tonight on Who Stirred the Soup, Benjamin finds some broccoli. Certainly watch those, but um, we have seven more episodes, and I've been sort of pimping the, the idea that we're going to release them on the 14th of October. And now that may change, and in a good way, because uh, we're now trying to find the best way to release these so the maximum audience can enjoy them, and we can you know, hopefully generate some success and some interest and hopefully do a whole lot more. So if that's sufficiently vague for you, uh, it may wind up on Soul Pancake. It may wind up on a different channel, uh, and hopefully soon. Uh, I, I hope it will come up very soon so that you can enjoy it. Right now, uh, the rough cuts are almost done. I've seen, well, the rough cuts are all done. The polish, the final polish is being done on them. And we will have some promos and uh, a lot of other treats and uh, side things. Marvelous, marvelous stuff. I know you'll enjoy the work very much of Ross Marquand in these next seven episodes. Ross Marquand is off on some secret project. I don't know what it is. He's not talking. He says his parents can't know. It's I don't know. I guess it's with the NSA. I think he may be. I think he may be dressing up like one of these dogs that sniffs for bombs. I don't know. I don't know. I know that he has the suit because I've seen him in some very uh, interesting photos on Instagram. But um, Piat Michael also, and uh, Dana De Lorenzo, Christina Bianco. We have a new guy named Mike Truesdale I mentioned before. It was fantastic. P.J. Cole. Uh, or is it J.P. Cole? I'll have to check that out. And um, Rachel Butera. A bunch of other terrific people. So that'll be fun. And uh, I will let you know the minute I know. At this point, though, it's good. Everything seems to keep thriving. And in this world where absolutely everyone can have their own television series. Hey, why not the Impression Guys? Anyway, have a great week. I'll talk to you next Sunday. Thank you, Jeff Levin, for the great music. Thank you, Tate Rupert, for the improv. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.